Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and I'm smiling uncontrollably. I don't know if you can hear it when I smile a lot, but I'm smiling right now. Very, very happy. Just had a beautiful day with my team. We um, uh, have something called Team Tuesdays. I'm a big believer in even if you outsource and get people to work uh, remotely on, um, you know, on the business, that there needs to be a sense of team and we all come together on a Tuesday and it's literally everyone's just gone home and I'm recording the intro for the show that you're now listening to on a Monday um, so that my producer can put it all together. Uh, and, yeah, we've just had a really great day. So uh, today is show 79 and uh, I have the wonderful Dr. Stephen Sinatra back with me. Now, you might have heard us chat in the past about um, his health revelations from Heaven and Earth book that he wrote with Tommy Rosa, a man who had a very uh, profound near-death experience and came back as a healer, able to diagnose and pinpoint issues that people had been feeling for decades and finally say, well, this is what's wrong, including Dr. Sinatra, a hip um, operation that he'd had and um, and he just never felt quite right afterwards and Tommy was able to say there's an infection, you know, just incredible stuff. I mean, we don't know exactly how these people are able to do these things but I'm always mystified myself and I always appreciate, um, you know, forward-thinking science people who understand that sometimes there's stuff that we just won't understand. There are special gifts, special ways that we can... Um, work on healing ourselves that aren't always tangible or wrapped around a big fat scientific consensus. So he's always such a pleasure to talk about because he's so open-minded yet so knowledgeable in his profession of cardiology himself. And um, that particular show and one we did right at the beginning on integrative cardiology are both well worth a listen to. Um, and actually, uh, just after the interview that you are going to hear today, I recorded one with him so generously, but two back to back, such a busy man and trying to enjoy his retirement years, no doubt. But, um, I recorded a great chat around inflammation because we're working on the inflammation ninja, uh, e-course at the moment, another little pocket e-course that people are going to be able to do anytime they like to navigate this hugely complex world of inflammation and um, and get the resources and tools you need to complement whatever work you're doing now in that area. Um, and uh, and that was a great chat as well. So I will hook into that in a moment, but I just wanted to mention because people forget and then they go, oh, I missed out on that discount. And we have the wonderful Emporio Organico supporting the show all month this month with a 15% off of some of their key lines. And I'm going to remind you what they are. Your code is gut health. The link is in the show notes. Um, and you have 15% off the entire gut pro range. Uh, you have, um, well, Organic 3, uh, which is a brilliant supplement range, and the Gut Pro, which is a histamine degrading, really low on the inflammation side. Uh, probiotic, if you find, oh, God, probiotics always seem to make my tummy angrier, and I thought they were supposed to make me feel good, then I would definitely look into Gut Pro. And as I said a couple of weeks ago in the show, please don't freak out at the price. It lasts forever because your dosage is teeny tiny. Um, and then she also has uh, 15% off the vital proteins range. Now that, you know, if you buy um, gelatin, hydrolyzed gelatin for your smoothies to add some protein and amino acids there, or if you make jelly, um, gummies, uh, marshmallow from the blog, those sorts of things, then you're definitely going to want to stock up on a tub of those because they are fully grass-fed and finished um origin products so you can be absolutely sure that you're getting the best quality often when you buy gelatins in supermarkets there's no way of knowing how animals were treated what they were fed etc so it really is worth the investment and these are the sorts of things that you're using a tablespoon per recipe it's going to last ages i know i have the gelatin tub in my cupboard for months and months before i replace it if not a year so um it's always worth for me the investment uh, and then you have the wonderful Rosita's cod liver oil, exceptionally pure, independently tested. It's just such a great product and uh, and well worth it if you've been told that you need to supplement with a fish oil of some kind. 
I would definitely give Rosita's a go and see how you feel. So that is Emporio Organico all the month of March, but all the month of April as well. And I'll remind you gently uh, to, to make the most of those. And you've got links in the show notes to the exact specific ones that I use from the site if you're wanting to try um, the gelatin that I use, for example, um, or any of the supplements from the Organic 3 range that I use. Um, now we have preconception ninja, one of our courses as a feature this month as well. I know a lot of you out there are either thinking of babies for the first time, or you're having a second or third or fourth or fifth child. And, and maybe things have been a little rough in the past, or you're just wanting to kind of think about how you might fine tune your preconception plan and be as healthy, as strong, as vital, as resilient as you want to be going in. Uh, and, um, or you might just want to be troubleshooting, you know, maybe you've had a, miscarriage or things just aren't happening for you as soon as you like. It could be whatever reason brings you to wanting to do preconception in um, a really uh, uh, comprehensive way and really look at some of the testing that's really useful, some of the nutrients that you want to focus your grocery shopping around, uh, some of the styles of practitioners that can be really helpful to complement if you've got a traditional GP and you're wanting to work on your stress levels or you're wanting to work on, um, you know, your thyroid balancing where naturopaths can be hugely uh um, beneficial to complement your um, existing program of, of who you see. And, um, and it's just helped the women and men who have done the course already. I do urge men to do it just as much as women. This is a two-person job. Um, and then, of course, there's the IVF situation. And if you're going to be the person who's going to grow the baby, um, you know, you really want to be healthy as well. So there's many different reasons that people join Preconception Ninja. We launched it a couple of months ago. We've already had our first um, successful pregnancy um, after so long troubleshooting. So that is just such an exciting thing that that beautiful woman and her partner are um, experiencing right now. And I wish them all the best for the rest of their pregnancy. We can't promise that this is the course that's going to get you pregnant. You know, it's not that kind of a thing. I will never make a medical promise. Um, but we do gather some of the most incredible doctors, naturopaths, nutritionists together to really help people be as ready as you can be and relaxed and not stressed as you can be because you know you're doing all the great things to facilitate a wonderful conception and pregnancy beyond. So uh, I urge you to take a look at Preconception Ninja. It is a wonderful, wonderful course. And I've got the details in the show notes for you. It's only $85 and we've got nine practitioner interviews in there that all go for around 30 to, to 30 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, Dr. Sandy Yoon is talking about uh, thyroid testing and normal levels uh, showing up in results, not necessarily being optimal, depending on your unique situation. Um, and we have the wonderful Georgia Lienemann, who is a wealth of knowledge around nourishing the body for preconception and what foods we need to be headed straight for in our um, in our daily foods. Uh, we have uh, the incredible Shalani McRae talking about the stress piece, you know, because if you're all stressed, then there's no way you're going to um, increase your chances of falling pregnant and having a healthy pregnancy if you're super stressed out all the time. Uh, you know, we always hear of people who finally go on holidays or quit their job and then all of a sudden they fall pregnant. Um, so stress is a huge part of it. And then we've got the wonderful Naomi Judge uh, talking about um, all of the useful tests and things that you can workshop in that realm. Um, Kate Johnston, uh, who's a wonderful naturopath and nutritionist, I'm going to forget people. Dr. Lewis Ehrlich, who's a um, an integrative dentist, and he talks um, about some of the surprising links that you can find between oral health and your fertility. It's a really great course. I'd love to get more people benefiting from that. So if you're at the point in your life where you want to look at this preconception picture and make sure you're doing all the things you can to facilitate a wonderful, safe, easy conception, then... Um, 
then come and join us. That's all I can say. Or if you have a friend, you know, you've got the link to the sales page in the um, in the notes today, or you can just go to lowtoxlife.com and you'll see it right there. It's one of the courses that you can do on the homepage. Uh, check it out. Just have a little bit of a, a read, watch my video where I blab on for a bit about my own journey and what I might have done differently. And, and I've literally, I've written this course because I look back retrospectively and think that would have helped me hugely. And so I wanted to do that for you guys, anyone who's in that stage in life. And my beautiful naturopath on staff, Stephanie Hinton, and I wrote the course together. Um, it's wonderful to have that practitioner support in-house to be able to get all the research for you guys um, and, and and do all the dotting of I's and crossing of T's. Uh, and we've got a gorgeous meal plan in there, beautiful private Facebook group, um, and we're adding to the course all the time. So if ever I'm interviewing someone who ends up being for the podcast and happens to have a lot of knowledge around preconception, we'll be adding interviews over time as well. So it's all access, all for life. Um, you don't lose access. It's not a 60-day thing. It's not a live launched course so you can jump in there whenever you want but if you're at that stage in your life I'd love to see you there uh, now back to today's show we have Dr Sinatra and I don't want to delay a second longer because it's a beautiful chat and we're talking about high vibration living and some of the basic basic things we can come back to if you've been feeling a bit lost a bit frazzled started the year a bit busy I know a lot of people have felt that way I've felt that way between finishing a book moving house launching Golo Tox last round and being in the thick of that at the moment as well as working on a website redesign just because we don't have enough to do you know it's busy and uh, and I really felt like my chat with him brought me back down a few pegs. I got out. I uh, We have two hills hoists in our apartment block. I'm so excited that we get to hang clothes on a line again. I haven't done that for eight years. Um, and one of them is on the grass. And I'd just been using the one on the cement down closer to the laundry um, just because it was closer to the laundry. And after my chat, I had a load of laundry to hang up. And I went, you know what, I'm going to walk up that tiny staircase and use that one instead. And it just felt so good to be barefoot in the grass for 15 minutes, you know, hanging that laundry up. So little, little tiny nuggets of awesomeness. And then of course, all the incredible knowledge that Stephen always throws into our chats, uh, always feel like such a bonus. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Dr. Stephen Sinatra, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Alex. It's good to be here again. You know, it's nice to always talk to you. Thank you so much. And I just always appreciate the time that we get to pick your amazing brain and the incredible career that you've had on the show. For anyone who hasn't heard me interview Stephen before, please go back, uh, way back onto the podcast. I'm going to put um, both of the shows that we've done in the past in the show notes today so that you can have a click through because... I don't want to waste time talking about your career and all of those sorts of things. We've talked about that before. I want to get straight into this lecture that you're giving all over the US at the moment on high vibrational living because there is a lot for us to dig into. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's like 45 years of medical experience packed into uh, you know, a 40-minute lecture. Yeah. And so high vibrational living, is that is that just a sort of a term that you arrived at for how you want people to feel in themselves? Well, it's more than a term. It's actually um, my experience of being a physician over four and a half decades. I was really thinking maybe 10 years ago with, you know, maybe 35 years of medical experience under my boat, uh, uh, you know, just under my, my breast, so to speak, in my heart, in my brain. Uh, and I was thinking, and I'm saying, you know, what is it that really makes people sick? I, I was really thinking about it. And then I realized, uh, especially after meeting Tommy Rosa when we did our work on health revelations from heaven, I realized it was all about vibration. In other words, people I met with strong vibrations, very high vibrations uh, in their cellular activities um, were healthy. Mm. And people with a lower vibration became sick. And, and when I realized, and I should have realized this when I wrote the book Heartbreak and Heart Disease, because when I saw a heartbreak in my practice or, or you know, um, you know the, the loss of unconditional love, you know, people developed heart attacks. 
but I didn't realize that it was a loss of vital energy or chi energy. Mm. Uh, so when I sort of, you know, after three and a half decades of being a doctor, I realized that illness was all about energy. Well, then I decided to uh, form a lecture on high vibrational living. And, you know, eventually I'll probably write the book because I have so many notes on it and so much written on it on my website on heartmdinstitute.com that you know, I'll, I'll probably do a book on it in the future. Yeah, cool. Um, and I've I've had the great fortune of having a little look at this lecture. I've been sent it thanks to your wonderful assistant. And um, oh, Joanne sent you the slides and everything. Yeah, yeah, she did. And oh my gosh, you got the lecture. That's great. I know. So <laughs> I feel like a real insider. Very lucky. Um, and there are a few things I want to ask you about because uh, you kind of obviously divided into sections. And in the first part, you talk about um, what you eat having a vibration. Can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah, I mean, um, there are certain foods that have, uh, you know, a higher vibration, uh, you know, in their structure. And uh, I even discussed this with Tommy Rosa, you know, my co-author who went to heaven and back. And, um, you know, his, his high vibration food, with the highest amount of energy was organic kale. And it makes sense, you know. Um, you know, the, the broccoli, for example, kale, Swiss chard, uh, Brussels sprouts, uh, they all bring something to the table. And uh, let me just give you an example. Let's use broccoli, for example. Mm -hmm. Broccoli has a uh, phytonutrient called sulforaphane. And sulforaphane in, inside is a polyphenol in, in broccoli is a very potent, high vibrational substance that helps to rescue cells in the body. And when my daughter-in-law developed breast cancer several years ago in her like um, early uh, 40s or maybe late 30s, um, I was trying to find natural foods that would help her. Hmm. And one of the uh, articles I came across in the medical literature was the combination of eating tomatoes that contain lycopene and uh, eating broccoli, which contains sulforaphane at the same time. Because when you eat lycopene from tomatoes, which is a carotenoid, and sulforaphane, you know, polyphenol in broccoli, instead of 2 plus 2 equaling 4, you're getting 2 plus 2 equals 10. Mm. You get a synergistic response. And the literature showed that um, if you eat those foods together, uh, that it was incredibly healing in situations of prostate cancer and breast cancer. Wow. So uh, this, is, this to me is a high vibrational food. And I just wanted to use that as an example because what we know about cancer is cancers are very low vibrational um, activity in cells. Um, you know, even in uh, high school, I mean, I mean college histology and, and medical school histology, when we were looking at the energy of cells, you know, the micro voltage of cells, um, it became clear to us that certain cell, you know, cells would work at, a, like, let's say, uh, a micro voltage of minus 90 MVs, mm. which is sort of you know, a healthy cell. And then when cancer seems to infest the body, the voltage of these cells goes down. Wow. So, um, and it makes sense because you know, cancer is anaerobic. You know, it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't like oxygen. Um, it's, um, it, it, it grows in a very stagnant, dark, dingy environment. Uh, in like a lot of acidosis and stuff like that. So when cells are highly vibrating and healthy and nutrients come in and toxins get out very easily, um, you know, it's hard to get cancer in a vibrating cell, I can tell you that. But it might be a lot easier to develop, you know, you know cancerous cells and, and cells that are lacking energy or that are stagnant, you know, with cellular membranes that are sort of uh, paralyzed because when that happens – you know, the energy of the cell drops and it's open to, uh, you know, changes. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, when you talk about measuring cells in terms of nutrients getting in and toxins easily getting out, are you talking about looking at them under a microscope or can we do this in a blood test? Uh, you, you could probably do it uh, uh, mostly under a microscope. Um, actually, there was, a, there was research done at MIT where, Groups of researchers were looking at, um, you know, cells that were infected with inf inflammatory compounds, um, like, like malaria, for example. And um, 
they were looking at these cells and what they realized was that the energy of the cell dropped when they were in, when these cells were infested with the illness mm. um, and the micro voltage dropped and now, now what's very interesting is that when they added uh, ATP adenosine triphosphate which is really the energy of life uh, uh, back to the cell, the micro voltage of the cell increased. And, um, you know, that's been the basis of metabolic cardiology, uh, uh, where, um, you know, it, it's been amazing, but like when, whenever you can increase the energy of cells, uh, I believe you thwart off illness, whether it's cancer, heart disease, any illness, because once that cell is vibrating and is very nourished, uh, that cell is very resistant to developing disease. And if I can just talk a little bit longer on this, Alex. Please do. There was an article, yeah, there was an article I read back in 2009. It was in, a, uh, it was in a journal called Science, and it was by some Scandinavian researchers. And eventually the New England Journal of Medicine printed it. And then back in 2017, in January of last year, the same group of researchers um, uh, reproduced uh, their data, and they published another article eight years later where they where they validated everything they said back in 2009. And I got to tell you, Alex, I had enormous joy when I read this article back in 2009 because I had this incredible buzzing in my body, this vibration, this this joy where I felt like now I know why metabolic cardiology is working. And it goes something like this. I don't know what it's like in Australia, but back in the United States in the 1950s, when we had a lot of Cold War testing, you know, we were at Cold War with the Soviet yeah. Union, and we yeah. were testing a lot of nuclear bombs and isotopes, that through carbon-14 testing, uh, we can determine, because all that radiation was circulating you know, around the globe, and especially in, in America here, but through carbon-14 testing, because of the radiation, we can tell the age of your cells. And with sophisticated methods that came out in the last 10 to 20 years, um, we can measure the carbon-14 in your cells. And what we realized, Alex, is amazing, is that you can reproduce your blood cells every 120 days, the cells in your GI tract every few days, the cells in your mouth, you know, maybe, you know, every few days to a week and your nasal passages. But what we didn't know and what they determined with this carbon-14 testing is that you can regenerate heart cells. Wow. And the audience, this is a wow. This is a wow. So the, the article strongly suggested that you can regenerate up to 40% of a new heart. This is a <laughs> new heart. Um, you know, if you live 10, 15, 20, 30 years after, let's say, a massive myocardial infarction or a massive heart attack. And I'll tell you, Alex, the punchline is this. <laughs> I have taken care of drastically ill people. I mean, I have taken care of people with heart attacks in their 20s. I mean, my youngest was a 19-year-old girl on birth control pills. She had a massive uh, heart attack. Yeah. And, and I've taken care of so many heart attacks in patients in their 20s and 30s and early 40s. And, you know, I would put them on a metabolic program of coenzyme Q10, and then I eventually added ribose, and I added carnitine and magnesium. And when I put them on a full metabolic program, I realized that these people who are offered heart transplants never needed a heart transplant. In other words, their hearts got better and they regenerated their hearts. And it sounds like it's like voodoo medicine. <laughs> but but, but when, I, when I read the article in Science in 2009 and it was recapitulated in 2017, I had this incredible, even now as I talk about it, I had this incredible glow in my body knowing that if you drive ATP, metabolic cardiology, you know, think of ATP and heart cells. Um, if you drive that in a preferential direction, can driving ATP in the heart help to recycle or regenerate or invigorate our intrinsic stem cells that have the memory of our entire body? And I believe the answer is yes. So I've had so many patients who have not needed heart transplants and I attribute it to metabolic cardiology. And I'll tell you one more thing on this while I'm on a roll on it. <laughs> Clearly um, you're on I a roll. Have oldest, <laughs> I probably have the oldest living, what we call singlet outlet ventricle in the world. Uh, I had a, uh, a young boy who was nine years old in my practice. He was dying from heart failure. He had two previous uh, heart surgeries when he was five years old. 
and his parents were sobbing because they couldn't find a heart. And uh, I put the boy on metabolic cardiology. Now he's 31 years old. Oh, <laughs> the wow. oldest living. And he's refused heart transplant three times now. So, wow. And he's, he's doing okay. And then I just got a call from somebody from Brazil who wants to interview me in Florida where um, uh, I guess his son had a tetralogy of Fallot and I couldn't do the surgery and he came across one of my books, you know, my book on metabolic cardiology. It's a great he put book. his son on the program and now his son is thriving right now and he wants to, you know, send up a camera crew to the States and interview me because he's amazed the, the turnaround in his son. And, and the only way I can put this together is that there's something about ATP support for the heart that works. And then when Tommy went to heaven and back, you know, from his, from his uh, car accident and, uh, you know, when, when he was in heaven, um, he validated, you know, all the research I was doing. And again, that's why we wrote the book, Health Revelations from Heaven and Earth, because, you know, he heard it from Jesus in heaven that, you know, I was on the right track what I was doing. But I never knew that metabolic cardiology was connecting a dot that could help with stem cell renewal and regeneration. And that's why I think people get better because they're activating the intrinsic stem cell mystery of the human body. Wowza. And so in terms is this incredible? <laughs> it really just is. It really, really is. Um, so what does uh, looking after uh, and encouraging uh, ATP on a day-to-day basis look like? Like how do, how do we do that? Well, you really can't do it. I mean, it's a biochemical situation. I mean, the German war criminals in World War II uh, knew about cyanide. And the reason why cyanide will kill you so fast is because you only make, you know, we make ATP, adenosine triphosphate, if you remember that from high school biology, we make it in a Krebs site. And we only have enough for eight seconds in the body. And the way cyanide works is that it shuts off the Krebs cycle immediately when you take a cyanide capsule, if you bite it, and if it's absorbed some legally, you know, through your, you know, under your tongue, um, that's why cyanide would kill you so fast because if you can't produce energy, how can you breathe? Mm. I mean, how can you – you can't do anything. You can't think. You can't breathe. You can't swallow. You're just – you cease to exist. Yeah. And um, so what metabolic cardiology does is uh, it actually – it does the antithesis of, of, uh, of ATP standstill. It, it drives ATP in a metabolic in, – in a direction, in a preferential direction that turns on energy. So that's how, you know, it's actually the turning on of energy in the body that really helps uh, rescue the person from, from illness. Mm-hmm. And the supplementation that you mentioned there for the metabolic cardiology program you've had your patients on, what was it again? Can we just go through that one more time? Oh, yeah. It's very simple. It's like maybe 100 milligrams of CoQ10 two to three times a day. It's a teaspoon of D-ribose, uh, which is like, uh, five grams. It's a level teaspoon. You put it in orange juice, or you can put it in your coffee, or tea, or whatever. Oatmeal. Uh, I just drink it in water when I'm fly fishing because it prevents cramping in my legs, you know, at yeah. night. But it's great for the heart as well. It's great for any muscle, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, if I was coaching high school wrestling right now, I would put all my athletes on ribose because it really recharges the cells. But like, you know, the ribose, and then. Maybe a gram or two of L-carnitine and then certainly magnesium. Magnesium, four to 600 milligrams a day. And I use a broad spectrum magnesium. Uh, actually, it was the Australians, uh, Alex, who taught me this. Um, there was an Australian researcher. I met him at a CoQ10 conference and he was putting his, um, uh, or he was a surgeon and he was putting his, uh, uh, patients on, um, Orotate. It was a magnesium orotate oh. that actually drives TP in a preferential direction. I am so, so uh, glad you just mentioned magnesium orotate because I went and saw uh, a wonderful energetic healer. If you ever come out to Australia, Sydney, you have to go see Tracy. I've had her on the show. She is an exceptionally gifted woman. And she was just, you know how energetic healers just have their hands on you for like half an hour in one spot? and uh and just talk yes. you through things and um and she she just said at the end 
Yeah, I'm getting a very strong vibration for you and magnesium orotate. Your heart is angry. <laughs> you need it to um, start to be your friend again because you need to tell it that you are doing all the right things now and taking all the steps you can to get out of the moldy place and all the things. So I picked up some magnesium orotate from iHerb because I couldn't find it here and got it sent over. And I swear to God, my heart is definitely happier on magnesium orotate. It's amazing. Well, it makes sense because black mold, um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's such a potent inflammatory that, um, you know, magnesium is one of the best, best remedies for an ectopic heartbeat or an angry heart or a sad heart or, you know, a heart that's not beating regularly. So I love magnesium orotate. And you know what magnesium orotate does? It drives ATP. Wow. The Australian surgeons were using it because uh, when they were doing uh, heart surgery operations, when they were, um, uh, you know, sort of cooling the heart down and, and uh, they were using a combination of potassium and magnesium orotate. Mm. And uh, the magnesium orotate is very energizing. Mm. It's very expensive, by the way, compared to the other magnesium salts. But, you know, for Healthy Directions, you know, the company I work with, the magnesium that I use um, is a combination of magnesium orotate, malate, citrate, and, uh, you know, one other varietal, uh, glycinate, I believe. Oh, so, yeah. like, magnesium is vitally important to people because, remember, it's involved in about 300 enzymatic reactions in the body. And, uh, you know, certain illnesses can drain your magnesium reserves and a lot of the foods, especially in the States, they're grown in soils where the magnesium is vastly depleted. So and I know for a lot of Americans, we're magnesium deficient. And I got to tell you, Alex, I take at least, before I go to bed at night, it's like, you know how you brush your teeth at night? Mm. Well, not only do I brush my teeth every night, but I swallow it with 300 milligrams of magnesium as a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> so when I drink my water, I take three magnesium capsules, you know, from Healthy Directions, you know, my own magnesium. And, uh, you know, magnesium is great because uh, uh, it's just so vital. Also, it helps a lot of people sleep as well. Yeah. And with all the EMF in the environment, you really need magnesium to really uh, help, you know, calm the system down. Great. And um, I'll pop the, um, the link to uh, the Healthy Directions one that you make. Um, can we buy that in Australia and have it shipped over or is that just for it's, the U.S.? No, I don't know. I mean uh, – I really don't know. I think you can. Can you buy from Amazon? Yeah, for yeah, example? we can. Yeah. I mean, it's on Amazon. Oh, well, there you, know, you go. It's my Great. Magnesium. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I really don't. I know Canada, we have a problem. Mexico, we don't. I mean, uh, Europe, I think in England, we might have a problem. Yeah. Germany, I think we do, but I, I, I just don't know, you know. Oh, um, good. We'll pop it in the show I, I notes. Should, I should know the answer to that question, but I don't. That's okay. You've got plenty to That's think about. We'll let you off the hook. Um, now, coming back to high vibrational health, something that you are completely passionate about is how your mind and emotion and stress come into this. Um, share some of your, your best takeaways. One of my favorites is the, the notion that emotions are contagious. Oh, gosh, yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, have you ever been on a ship or a ferry where people started to get seasick? Have yes. you ever seen that? Yes. All of a sudden, it's contagious. Mm. One person throws then another person. I've seen it on airplanes. I've seen it on, on, on ferry boats. And I'll never forget it. I was going to um, um, Newfoundland from Maine uh, or Nova Scotia. It was Nova Scotia. And I was on an 18-hour ferry. It was a car ferry. Ooh. And we were in rough seas, like 40-foot seas. It was Ooh. awful. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget uh, the waves were breaking over seven decks. Oh, know? my God. That is my yeah. worst nightmare. And um, oh, no matter where you went, it wasn't a safe place because dishes were falling off the, you know, the shelves. Uh, people went up to a bar and the Glasses were falling down. Bottles of liquor were falling down. It was it was a mess. But there was one area where I went to with my brother. And on this ferry boat, they had like a little lounge that had a TV. And they were playing the Pink Panther that night, you know, with um, Peter Sellers. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I forgot about my seasickness and the boat and the waves and my fear. 
and I got into the laughter. Mm -hmm. So when you say laughter is contagious, well, what happened to me was when I was watching the Peter Sellers movie, I started to laugh and it got me out of my fear. And uh, I, I remember some other people coming over and they're saying, how can these guys be laughing? And then they came in and they started to watch it. And then it calms. It's amazing. Laughter is the antidote for lots of things, including fear. Yeah. So uh, basically, yeah. Uh, I never got seasick, uh, despite the fact that probably 90% of the people on the ship was, were really, really sick. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I attribute it to you know, seeing the Pink Panther and laughing because laughing is one of the healthiest emotions you can do because it releases endorphins. And, and, and Alex, let me ask you this. If you laugh hard enough, what happens next? Your cheeks hurt. Your cheeks hurt? What else? You um, laugh so hard, you cry. You cry. Yes, true. Have you ever seen people laugh so hard they start crying? Oh, I've done it many times. Well, and crying is one of the healthiest emotions you can do because uh, crying releases the heartbreak that we all had as young children and, uh, you know, as adults. Because when you sob and cry, you're releasing, uh, you know, all this uh, trapped energy inside the thorax. Um, you know, when, when I became a gestalt psychotherapist and studied with Alexander Lowen and became a bioenergetic psychotherapist, I studied eight years of bioenergetic psychotherapy and two years of gestalt. Um, I realized during my training that I had a hard time crying as a male. Mm. And uh, uh, even though I was in uh, therapy at the time, um, I just couldn't cry. And the reason why I couldn't cry was um, because as a young child, you know, uh, you know I, I would hear the words that if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. And I would Oh, my crying. gosh. Wow. Um, so, you know, so basically um, – you know, I associated not crying with strength, but it's the opposite. Mm. So when I realized that um, not crying could be a serious coronary risk factor, because I did research on this, Alex, and I'll just tell you about it. Uh, back in the 70s, when I was chief of cardiology, I did a uh, program at my hospital. I had 44 people in the workshop. And these people, I had 24 volunteers who uh, collected their urine for 24 hours. And the workshop was about stress and illness. A lot of anger came up, a lot of sadness, a lot of crying. Uh, and I realized that women who cried one, with one another, they hugged one another, they, they told their stories, they sobbed with one another, they touched one another. But men were like lumps of clay. They, they were like isolated. They, they wrapped their arms around themselves. They didn't emote any feeling. They were just like, like males, you know what I mean? Mm. And when I broke the codes... None of the women had high had high levels of cortisol and adrenaline in their urine. Uh, and then none of the women had sick, any illness. It was amazing. They cried. They had no stress hormones in the urine. And none of them had high blood pressure, heart disease, this and that, or anything else. But when I broke the codes on the men, 80% of the men had full-blown heart disease. Wow. And high blood pressure, arrhythmias. And that was the first time I realized in my entire life that men who don't cry get heart disease. And I published the work, you know, uh, I published it in Connecticut Medicine. And then when I was going through the bioenergetic training program, I realized that I couldn't cry. And I said, oh, my God, I could get heart disease. So guess what happened? I took my 18-year-old son to a movie one day. I don't know if you ever saw this movie. It's called Hoosiers. No, I haven't seen it. No. It's have you ever heard of Gene Hackman? Oh, yeah, American of course. Actor? Yeah. Well, he was a basketball coach, and um, it, it was a sort of a, a David and Goliath uh, story about a basketball team. I think but I remember like, this movie. Like, it's quite an old movie, right? Yeah, it's an old movie where they won the state championship. Yes. They only had six players on their time uh, on their team, and they were like a foot short of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real underdog charm sort of story. They're a real underdog. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was sort of like what it was like for me in my wrestling high school and college career. And when I saw the movie, I was touched. I started to cry and sob. And I'll never forget, my eight-year-old son was saying, Dad, you're crying again. And I kept saying to him, Drew, I need to do this. And I kept crying and crying through the movie. I didn't care about people seeing me or not. And I saw the movie five times. <laughs> and I kept on crying in the movie because I realized it was a great catharsis for me. 
And, you know, I could never cry in therapy, but the movie touched my sadness that I had as a child. And uh, I really think it did enormous healing in my body. So, you know, if people can cry or laugh, these are the healthiest emotions you can possibly do. Mm, I, I just, I so it's believe research, it. Back it up. It's, you know, it's not only endorphins in the tears, but it's thromboxane that's formed in the lung, you know, and uh, thromboxane uh, uh, creates clotting in the blood. And, you know, Polish researchers years ago have demonstrated that, um, you know, uh, diaphragmatic breathing, proper breathing can literally uh, have an effect on thromboxane in the lung. So, and remember this, when you're sobbing, you're moving your diaphragm very, very rigorously. So, you know, sobbing and crying are the two healthiest emotions, like I said before, that we can possibly do to help heal the heart. And if we are people who do find it hard to cry, like laughing is easy. Like what, when I realized I didn't laugh enough, I just started booking our date nights as going to like uh, comedy nights. And whenever there was a famous comedian in town, we go and see him. And that just makes us check in with really insanely big laughter on a regular basis now. And it's just so joyous. It's beautiful. But with crying, I, I, I do find it hard to cry. I'm not a natural crier. Is it as simple as um, just helping us unlock that, just going and seeing a sad movie? Well, here's the deal. For some of us, it's very hard to unlock. Mm. But remember, if you see a movie that uh, makes you cry or facilitates some sadness. Remember the movie is literally touching the sadness we all have in our bodies. Mm. So uh, if you see a movie that touches your sadness and you start having tears or and all of a sudden you start crying, that movie is healing you, Alex. Mm. So that's a movie that you want to see again and again because the movie can be a vehicle to get the heartbreak that we all have. I mean, you know, it's one thing I know is a, heart specialist and a psychotherapist is that we've all had heartbreak in our lives. And, and I really feel like it's one of the major risk factors for heart disease. So, you know, crying is one of the best ways of alleviating the heartbreak that can lead to heart disease. So I really endorse crying as a, as a way of, uh, of healing the heart. Mm, beautiful. And something else that you uh, talk about in this lecture around high vibrational living is um, EMFs. But interestingly, you don't just talk about EMF dangers, you also talk about EMF benefits. And I'd love to see what you, you mean by that and have you share that. Well, I mean, um, EMF means that there are silent forces that you can't see, feel, or taste, so to speak. Mm. And, and these forces can be destructive to the body or they can be constructive for the body. Uh, like, for example, a benevolent force that some people can feel, uh, mostly most people can't, is a simple Schumann uh, resonance that uh, invigorates the earth. Uh, what the Schumann resonance is, Alex, is it's 7.83 hertz. And it's an oscillating frequency. And it, where it comes from is from lightning strikes. You know, the earth is struck by lightning about 3,000 times a minute, especially around the equator. Um, I don't know if you have violent thunderstorms in Australia, but in Tampa, Florida, you know, we're, you know that's, we're, we're in southern United States. We have a lot of thunderstorms. And um, when lightning strikes the earth and when I'm down in Tampa and there's a violent thunderstorm, the first thing I do go out is I go out and I walk barefoot on my grass because I want that electrical energy. I want that Schumann energy to penetrate my body because it's very, very healing. Mm. And uh, we've done loads of earthing experiments where we use the Schumann resonance. And that's why grounding is so um, uh, healthy because when you walk barefoot on the earth or when you're sleeping grounded, um, basically you're taking in the 7.83 hertz. And when you do that, you're thinning the blood, you're supporting heart rate variability, you're reducing cortisol. In other words, you're, you're balancing your autonomic nervous system. And the reason why a lot of us are sick is that the autonomic nervous system is out of balance. And the reason why it's out of balance is not only from the stressful society we live in, but the electromagnetics, you know, and the Wi-Fi, the computers, the cellular phones, the cordless phones, all the stuff, the sea of soup that we live in, this electromagnetic energies are self or are destructive to the body. So what we have to do is we have to bring in constructive energies, you know, like earthing and grounding, mm. um, you know, and, and, that, and that's why I believe that uh, 
you know, putting barefoot on Mother Earth is one of the healthiest things you can do to support the body. Mm. Now, something that you um, believe that that's especially good for is pain management. And, um, and I think it's really interesting how you call um, or, you, or you draw attention to the fact that pain is fundamentally an attention getter. And it's actually just telling us that something's out of balance and needs to change, not necessarily that we need to pop a Panadol or ibuprofen or any of those sorts of things. So how, how do you, um, how do you help us navigate what to do instead? Like what, what do we do? Because so many, it's so inbuilt in our culture, right? To just take a painkiller. Yeah, I mean, um, some of the research we've done on earthing and grounding shows relief in pain. In fact, uh, we've had so many surprised volunteers uh, who um, that did our research. They were absolutely shocked that their pain and suffering went down 10, 20, 30, 40, 90%. It's amazing. And what I would tell you is um, in the book that we did on earthing, and it's I think it's like 17 different languages throughout the world. I know it's in Chinese and German and, oh, it's all over the place. But like um, uh, the earthing book, uh, there are so many testimonials in there and stories of people that cured their pain syndromes by simply taking in the Schumann response or mother earth energy. Because remember, once you calm down the autonomic nervous system, you you are calming down a big trigger you know, for the pain response. Uh, and the pain response, unfortunately for a lot of us, is an autonomic response. But if you can shut that off, we're bringing in the parasympathetic nervous system, uh, that in itself is uh, very, very healing. Mm. And one of your favorite... Um... It's free, Alex. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got to put your bare feet on the ground. You don't have to buy anything. Exactly. I mean, if you want to sleep grounded, you sleep on a, on, a, on a grounded sheet, like what I do. I yeah, mean, I do too. Not very but I just tell people to walk barefoot, you know, when they can. Or walk on leather. Do you walk on leather or rubber mm. um, in Australia? Uh, well, we use a bit of both. Yeah, if, if you, you – you know these thin leather shoes that women work on, walk on from Italy, those, mm. you know, those thin shoes? That's the healthiest shoe in the world. Ah, good to know. So walk on leather, Alex. Walk on leather or walk barefoot and you'll be healing your body. Amazing. Oh, that, I did not know that about leather soles. That's cool. Yeah, leather soles are good. Rubber disconnects you from the earth. Yeah. But leather is really conductive. And, and if you wear leather and, you know, a very thin sock or no sock, uh, and you're walking on concrete or grass or sand, uh, you know, not asphalt, that's man-made, but... And, you know, anything that's natural on the earth, uh, you'll get the earth's uh, human response through the leather. Amazing. Cool. Um, now, one of your favorite therapies for vibrational healing is acupuncture. And I remember saying in a, in a group uh, recently where a, um, a skeptic posted this whole thing about how everything was gobbledygook and that's not real medicine or that's not real science and there's no consensus on this. And, and I said, but, you know, I would much prefer to go to my acupuncturist for a headache um, or if I felt like I was coming down with the flu, then I would to a doctor and because I really feel a benefit from it instead of just trying to cover it up with meds and I feel like it makes my body really strong. And then she shared a whole bunch of um, uh, uh, scientific peer-reviewed journal sort of studies that showed with absolute no shadow of a doubt that acupuncture does not have any evidence of actually working. Um, and, and it's so hard, isn't it? Because in your heart, you just know it does if you're someone who has benefited from this therapy. So how do we explain that things work, yet science tells us they don't? How do, how do we navigate that? Well, you know, I would, I would contest the science. See, see, here's the deal with the medical literature, Alex. Mm. I, I can tell you this as a medical doctor. I can show you five papers in favor of a therapy, and I can show you five papers uh, not in favor of the therapy. Mm-hmm. So you know, the woman who showed you these papers, I could probably find papers to show that acupuncture does uh, do some good things in the body. I mean, you know, there's a lot of literature to show that, you know, acupuncture may, you know, lower blood pressure, for example, yeah. meditation with acupuncture. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there are so many things that um, that acupuncture – can do, whether it's Chinese or Japanese or five element, you know, there's different types of acupunctures out there. But whenever you calm the the nervous system down, or when you balance the autonomic nervous system, where you get the parasympathetic and sympathetic working together as opposed to 
you know, uh, working against each other. Uh, you know, healing takes place. So I like acupuncture. And mm. by the way, grounding is a form of acupuncture. Did you know that? Yeah, well, it's like it's um, acupressure, isn't it, on the soles of your feet? Yeah, in other words, walk barefoot. The K1 point is below the big toe. Mm -hmm. It's a point in your foot that when you apply pressure to it, uh, it literally stimulates. It goes all the way up through the uh, spinal column, up into the back of the brain, up in, in front of the pineal gland. So we call it the K1 acupuncture point. But when you're earthing and grounding, like if you're walking on a beach, for example, in soft sand in the ocean, where the ocean meets the sand and you're walking in that little surf, that wet sand, uh, you're stimulating your K1 point, but you're really getting an acupuncture treatment. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, grounding lowers blood pressure. You know, we just did a study on that. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer in, uh, in these natural healing techniques because I've seen them work. Yeah. And, uh, uh, no, I, I think acupuncture is, uh, is a nice vibrational form of healing. Mm. And another thing that is much maligned and um, and uh, certainly in Australia is often sort of dismissed with physiotherapy being the real science um, is chiropractic. And once again, I'm a huge fan of chiropractic and it has done wonders for me and my family. Um, can you talk to us about why you're such a fan of it? Well, because it does work, you know. Mm. I mean, uh I mean, I'm an energy doctor. I, I, I've studied energy all my life. And, um, you know, when, when you manipulate the body, uh, energy gets trapped. And trapped energy is a source of, of disease, D-I-S-E-A-S-E, mm. that can eventually turn into pathology. For example, if, if you have uh, your, your bite off or if your jaw is off, uh, you know, that can render people hypertensive. And mm -hmm. I remember in my practice, uh, I saw people uh, that went to a chiropractor where I was treating their high blood pressure. Yeah. And once they went to a chiropractor and got their uh, um, neck straightened out and then eventually went to an oral surgeon to get their teeth straightened out or, you know, um, uh, the teeth were riding high or if they had the implant put in that wasn't correct, et cetera, et cetera. You know, these situations can get the um, energy of the body off kilter and what can happen with a with either an acupuncturist or a chiropractor is you can redesign or realign those energies into the right direction. Because when energies fight one another, you know, this can cause hyperactivity of the autonomic nervous system, which can raise blood pressure. So, um, I mean, I've seen it all in medicine. Well, not all, but I can tell you this, that uh, one of my treatments for high blood pressure, uh, if a non-pharmaceutical therapy, would be, um, you know, not only uh, things like acupuncture and chiropractic, but cranial sacral therapy, I think really mm. works. Uh, you know, I've sent patients to the cranial sacral therapist. You know, whenever you get the cerebral spinal fluid moving, uh, you, know, you know, nice with an ebb and flow in the body, uh, you know, a lot of healing takes place uh, as, as well. So um, I'm a big believer in these body-oriented therapies, even yoga. I teach at the Yoga Institute in Nassau, I taught there the last seven years. I'm taking this year off. But, uh, you know, doing yoga and, and, and diaphragmatic breathing and, and uh, you know, alternative nostril breathing is absolutely huge in calming the autonomic nervous system. So, and I've done studies down there. I brought down my computers and did heart rate variability on some of these yogis as opposed to the students. And I'm amazed, you know, how they have really intact and supportive heart rate variability. So, uh, you know, whether it's yoga, Tai Chi, acupuncture, or these, any of these therapies, chiropractic, you know, they always bring something to the table. They sure do. And in terms of if you had to just share three things that people could do from today to raise their vibration each day, I would love for us to finish there. Even if you're just recapping on something you've already shared or you wanted to make sure you added another one in before we finished up, what are the top three things we can all do from today to live a higher vibration? Okay, the first thing that came to my mind is tell the truth. Ah, nice. Always, yeah. One of the things that I learned in my grounding research was that um, when we were testing skin conductance, which is like a lie detector test, you know, mm -hmm. um, we realized that as soon as people put their feet on Mother Earth, they would get a blip in their skin conductance like a lie detector test 
um, basically showing that uh, their autonomic nervous system was becoming in balance. Uh, and it was uh, in a second, for example. And um, that, was a, that had a big impact on me because as a board-certified cardiologist, I've treated oh, hundreds, if not thousands of patients with high blood pressure. And I can remember I've had several patients, maybe four, five, six in my practice where I could never get their blood pressures down. It really bothered me. It really bothered me. I tested their kidneys, their adrenals, their thyroid. I did every test in the book. And then, you know, it was amazing. But uh, I had one of my males there, uh, and I, was, I just said to him, for some reason, I don't know why, but I said to him, I said, you know, I, I can't understand why I can't get your blood pressure down. Everything turns out normal. And I said to him, I just asked him, I said, uh, are you a truthful person? He goes, Doc, you want the honest truth? I go, of, of course. He goes, I'm not. I lie all the time. I go, you do? And when he said that to me, um, I realized that, you know, maybe that was a factor. But then five years, seven years, eight years later, when I did the grounding research, I thought back to that patient and I thought back to others who didn't tell the truth, who, who lied a lot in their lives by, you know, getting ahead, by not, you know, exaggerating, et cetera, et cetera. Those were my most refractory patients in getting their blood pressure down. Oh, wow. So I can say this, Alex. I, you know, I mean, I've never reported this in the literature. This is just my own, you know, um, you know, my own observation. But I would say the more you tell the truth, the better. Because when you tell the truth and you're authentic, your autonomic nervous system knows the truth. And, you know, if you're a psychopath, you might, you might be able to get by with a lie detector test. But 99% of people cannot cheat a lie detector test because remember the autonomic nervous system knows the truth mm. <laughs> so yeah. i would say telling the truth at all times is one of the healthiest things you can do awesome number two number two i would say take targeted nutritional supplements to protect us from this emf and you know the insecticides pesticides heavy metals and molds in the environment and then again i'm a big believer in coenzyme q10 i mean i, I i've been using coenzyme q10 for over three decades uh, I like metabolic cardiology for healing a lot of illnesses, not only heart disease, but you know, but whatever illness it is. Because whenever you drive ATP in the direction it needs to be driven in, you know, it like I said before, it, it may turn on your intrinsic stem cell behavior. And if you do that, you know, you're healing your body because your stem cells contain all the history and and it knows the entire mystery of your body and remember this alex we didn't understand this until the biogenome project was discovered in 1993 so when those three guys won the nobel prize you know like 20 years ago or so uh you know medicine is going to be a lot different in the future uh because you know once we get into uh, tap into our genetics we can plug a lot of holes so uh uh, I, that's where I think metabolic cardiology is is mm. really going. So, you know, CoQ10, carnitine, magnesium, D-ribose, uh, I think is great. Awesome. And, yeah. then, and then my third plea to your audience is, hey, it's free. Just do it. Put your bare feet on Mother Earth. You know, if you can read a book outside and you have a grass outside and uh, you can put your feet on the grass – uh, if you want to relax at the beach, walk the beach. Australia has lots of beaches. I mean, try to walk outside barefoot as much as you can. Sleep grounded if you can. You know, you can always get grounded sheets. You can go to earthing.net, grounded.com. I mean, there's so many places you can go to get grounded sheets. But I, I would say that uh, earthing and grounding is one of the best ways of getting your life back. So those would be my top three recommendations to your audience. I love it. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Stephen Sinatra. Always just such a pleasure to chat. You always have such miraculously simple advice for the complex problems of health that we face today. And, um, and I think that if we just sit with how simple it is and believe how simple it can be, then everyone can make a start with, with no money at all because we can literally just get outside on the grass. So thank you once again, and I'm sure it won't be the last time we chat. All right, Alex. Until, until next time, <laughs> we'll say goodbye. 
I hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. And before I sign off, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that writes a review or leaves a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it is you listen to the show. We appreciate it so much. It's the best way you can say thank you because it helps us stay visible and it helps people who haven't listened to the show before but who might come across it in a search think, hmm, I might give that a go. So I appreciate that and I'm wishing you the best week. Until next week, you can catch us on lowtoxlife.com and if you want to check out those show notes, remember to put forward slash podcast and it'll take you straight there. Otherwise, I'll also see you on Instagram. I'm always posting there. It's a little bit more uh, personal and a look at sort of how I eat and what I do and my dad's pictures of blossoms and whatever else is going on and that's at Low Tox Life. Have a great week and I'll see you next week. Thank you.